Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 193, which we are recording on Tuesday, May 21st, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it's my dad's 70th birthday today. <laughs> Last recording, it was my anniversary and today is oh, my dad's right. birthday. Yeah. So super cool day in my opinion. And we've got some really weird weather around Santa Cruz, so really we are weird. both all dressed up in the knitwear. <laughs> what are you wearing, Charlene? I am wearing my boxy, which is a sweater patterned by Hohi Locatelli. I knit this boxy because I have knit multiple boxies. I knit this boxy back in November of 2017, and it's kind of a mashup of two of Hohi's boxy patterns, her regular boxy, which is just titled boxy and then her worsted boxy pattern because I wanted to create a sweater that was a little bit less wide around than the regular boxy pattern. Okay, that sounded awkward. No, but it made sense. <laughs> Not as okay. much positive ease. Not as much positive ease. Yeah. Thank you very much. So instead and of messing with the numbers. Instead of messing with the numbers, I used the numbers from the worsted boxy pattern and then kind of mixed it up because I still had to use the lengths and some numbers from the regular boxy pattern, which is knit in fingering weight. And I did knit mine in fingering weight using... Like I said, using the other numbers creates a sweater with less positive ease for me. Yeah, perfectly. <laughs> it worked out perfectly. And I knit mine in Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio Sock in the Upton colorway, which is a black slash gray colorway. Really pretty. Very nice. I can wear it with anything. and It's like it the is... perfect little black sweater look. Yes. And it's an odd rainy day in, in May. <laughs> We've had the freakiest weather. It's been pouring rain here off and on for the last, what, five days? I mean, pouring rain, like winter rain and lightning and thunder, and it's been cold. Very weird. We never have weather like this in May. So. And we actually had thunder and lightning yeah. one morning. And hail. That was very, very strange. But it does mean we can prolong the knitwear the sweater season, which season is fantastic. Yes. In fact, in addition to my boxy, I am also wearing a big cowl. I am wearing my star shower cowl, which is a pattern by Hillary Smith Callis. And I've knit mine in Dragonfly Pixie, which is a single ply yarn. And this colorway is blue and gold. I wear it every season for the basketball playoffs because the Golden State Warriors are... Going to the finals. Yes, they are. <laughs> it's very exciting. So I'm wearing it today to represent and also keep my neck and shoulders warm. Because <laughs> this is a lovely cowl that you can pull down over your shoulders. It's big enough to pull down over your shoulders, which I quite like. I have to say I did not enjoy knitting this pattern because I do not like the stitch pattern. There's nothing wrong with the pattern itself. It's just the the sequence of stitches I don't I didn't care for personally. So so you have nice to wear, but I won't support. be making another one. <laughs> you have functional team support. Yes. Yes, you're yes. rocking today. Absolutely. I'm very impressed. 
So how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I am wearing my throwback sweater, which is a pattern by Andrea Mowry. And it is a worsted weight sweater, which I would not anticipate I could wear in May. No. But here I am very happily wearing it. And it is a colorwork top-down sweater that is a cardigan, so it's knit flat. And I still don't have buttons for it, although I have button holes ready for buttons. So I've not gone to our local fabric store to pick out buttons yet. It just works perfectly like this, yeah, so I don't technically need buttons. It's not meant to button up, but I did put buttonholes in my button bands. And it's just a delightful sweater. It's Neighborhood Fiber Company. Studio Worsted is the main color, and I can't remember the colorway name, but it is a brick red, barn red, tonal, burgundy-ish color. Yeah, I can't remember the I don't remember the name. name either. And then my color work, I have a natural, I have a honey yellow by Candy Skein, and I have a pink, which is Posy by Madeline Tosh. And they look so pretty together. So I'm wearing it over a little pink floral dress. And it just makes me extremely happy. <laughs> it really makes me happy. <laughs> so that's what I'm wearing. The Throwback by Andrea Mowry. And what have you been stocking? I have a couple things I have been stocking. But the commonality going through all of them is that I may not actually make them. Oh my gosh, I kind of felt the same way. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but I like all these items for their own sake. Yeah. They're beautiful items so and they're funny. really nice. One of them, I think I sent you the link to this um, sometime this week. It's called the Dotty Lace Top. Oh and yeah, she did. And it's a pattern by Elena Fedotova. And it's a crochet pattern. It's in a magazine called Crochet Now. It's from back in August, and I'm not sure how I found this, but it is just a cute boat neck top open stitch sweater. It's long sleeve. It's made in cotton. It actually lo looks like something I would wear yeah. in the summertime over a tank top throw over. I actually have a store-bought sweater that is it looks like it could be hand crocheted and it's somewhat similar to this it's a tunic length at least i think i still have it to be honest i'm not entirely positive i still have it i i know i had it <laughs> at one time but this sweater reminds me of it and every time i wore that sweater i would always get compliments and people wanted to know where i got it and if i had purchased it recently did you still wear that as a cover up I think I have. I know which yeah. one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know which you're talking about. Yeah, because I really liked it. And like I said, I, I'll have to look through my sweaters. I think I still have it. I just haven't worn it in a long, long time. But this look reminds me of it. And very cute. But I probably won't be making it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't. I've tried to do crochet sweaters for the kids. And there's something about the whole shaping. I'm happy to crochet a blanket that's flat and yeah. back and forth, but when it comes to shaping and stuff, I'm not as good. I feel the same. I think it would just be too much crocheting the round for those sleeves. I don't know. Yeah, it would go really fast. It would though. go really fast, yeah. and it might be very easy. Who knows? But again, this is Dotty Lace Top by Elena Fedotova. 
The second thing I am stocking is a pattern called Dandelion Wish by Jennifer Wood. And it's a short sleeved top with yellow floral dandelions spread across the yoke. And I thought it was just a really cute look. Again, I might not make it because the description for the pattern says that it is knit a la Fair Isle is what the the phrase okay. is, a la Fair Isle. So I assume that it means that it's stranded color work. And although it's cute, there's so many dandelions yeah. there. I don't think that's something that I would want to do, stranded color work. So when I saw the sweater, I thought it was embroidered. So in my head now, when I think about this picture, I picture it with that texture of embroidery. Mm -hmm. It's still, when I look at it, it looks textured to me. So I think it must be some kind of slipped stitch pattern. Elongated stitch pattern is what I really mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that would have to be a combination of Fair Isle and Intarsia because some of those, the little individual dandelion fluffs just go down one part of the sweater. Yeah, so you, that's why I probably won't be knitting yeah. it. Well, you could embroider the fun. other ones that. But yeah, that's less frequent. If if I wanted something like that, I think I probably would just take a top that I like and. Oh, yeah. Embroidery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is a very, very cute idea. And I do like the look of the whole top. That is Dandelion Wish by Jennifer Wood. She has some really cute patterns. She does. And then the third thing that I have been stocking is totally different. It's called Colibri Amigurumi. And it is Hummingbird Amigurumi. <laughs> Those yes. are so Aren't cute. they oh, adorable? <laughs> so I had to look it up, and <laughs> Colibri adorable. is a genus of hummingbird. So that's where the name comes from. And it is a hummingbird genus that is from South America. So they're very cute, brightly colored. And I imagine they're probably life-size. Yeah, they're <laughs> tiny. Yeah, and the pattern, it looks like, is only in Spanish. So I had to oh. look at it because it's a free pattern. It Well, the Ravelry page says Spanish, but then if you go to the actual link, there's a link to where the pattern is hosted. Again, it's a free pattern. There is, it shows you the number of stitches and then a little, the stitch abbreviation. And then there's a key in Spanish, English, and French. Ah. So I think it's completely doable, completely achievable for anyone who could potentially understand Spanish, English, or Mm -hmm. French. So I think it's a, a good free pattern. And, and it looks like it's written in somewhat easy to understand crochet shorthand. Well, and Google Translator keeps getting better and better too. Yes, so. exactly. Exactly. In fact, somebody has notes 
perhaps it's probably the designer translated with Google right uh-huh. there, which showed the requirements translated from Spanish into English. Those but it's just so really cute. Yeah. Little, what I imagine to be life-size hummingbird amigurumis. <laughs> and I both adore hummingbirds. It's, they just make me so happy. Yeah. I, I think it's adorable. We have so. so many in our yard right now. And Mike, he'll come in like once a week saying, oh my gosh, those hummingbirds are going to attack me one day. He has this like childhood memory of watching a show where they put like a human head and put pheromones on it and the hummingbirds attacked it or something. I think it must have been a dream. I don't think it was a real show. So we always joke about when hummingbirds attack because he's convinced that they will just someday attack him. So it's I joke with him about that all the time. Oh. The only person I know who's afraid of hummingbirds. So you should make him more I- <laughs> Hanging over the bed. Yes. <laughs> okay. So those are the things I am. Oh, and I should say the Colibri Amigurumi is the pattern is by Canal Crochet. How about you, Gail? What are you stocking? So I am stocking three items, one of which I know that I will not knit, even though I think it's adorable. And it is a sweater called Luftul, L-U-F-T-H-U-L. And the designer name is Elsabeth Judith. And it's a really pretty V-neck, top-down, boxy-style sweater. Maybe not as much positive ease as boxy. But it has an all-over eyelet pattern to it, which is really, really cute. So it just, it would be open and airy. It's knit and fingering weight yarn and has dropped shoulders. And it's just really cute. But I just don't think I'd actually knit it and wear it. Mm -hmm. So as cute as it is, and I was stocking it and thinking about it, I just don't think I'd actually knit. So cute, but I don't know what it is necessarily about it. Well, Actually, I think I do. I don't care for V-necks in general on myself. So I think that was one thing. And of course, I could modify that if I wanted to. But besides the V-neck, I don't know what else specifically would keep me from knitting it, despite the fact that I like it. So Luthal by Elizabeth Judith. And the second sweater I'm stocking is called Balada. And it is by the designer Philippa Carniero. And it's from the Rosario's 4 collection, which is free on Ravelry. And this one crossed my radar because Erin from the Double Knit podcast recently knit one in a beautiful kind of burgundy-ish brick red color that's really pretty. And this is a cardigan that is knit bottom up and it has an all-over lace pattern in the body. I believe the sleeves are stockinette and they are set in sleeves and it's really pretty. It's slightly cropped. And it just has a very nice feminine touch to it. And knowing that it's both open work lace through the body and in a fingering weight, I know I could wear it the majority of the year here. Mm -hmm. So that makes it obviously very appealing. And I think I would probably knit this one because with the slightly cropped length, I think it's good for my body shape. Mm -hmm. And I don't typically like to knit bottom up sweaters, but... That usually is bottom up when it's a pullover and or with raglan shaping because joining. Oh, the joining row. (laughs) Sucks. If you've never knit a bottom up sweater with raglan shaping, you knit the sleeves separately and then you join the body and the sleeves in one or two really difficult to knit rounds 
where all the stitches are really tight on your needles and it's a challenge to join them in the round. So not my favorite type of sweater no, to knit. nor mine. But this one, since it's a cardigan with set-in sleeves, you could theoretically try it on much more effectively. I see. Yes. Yeah. And you wouldn't have that terrible joining Exactly. Round. So, I mean, you'd basically be holding it up against your body under your underarms to gauge if the length was right. Yes. So I think that that would, you could, I could easily do that and, and, Get the sizing right is what I'm trying to say very ineloquently. <laughs> so that was Ballada by Philippa Carniero. And the third thing I'm stocking is actually a pair of fingerless mitts that are really, really cute. They're from Owlcroft Designs, who is Susan. And she's the same designer that designed the build your own barnyard oh, jumper okay. and skirt, oh, which are so yes. cute. And I was asking her recently something about her colors and it turns out she works for dragonfly fibers i had no idea she's their wholesale manager so most of her patterns use dragonfly fibers as the main yarn and this was no exception and these mitts are called the falling stars fingerless mitts and it's funny because the textured looking stitch that you commented on in dragonfly or dandelion wish the sweater that you were just looking at yes is similar to the stitch pattern on these mitts oh so, interesting with an elongated stitch. exactly oh, it's kind of what it looks like hmm. she calls it falling stars but it kind of looks similar a little mm-hmm. bit to dandelion fluff so these ones i think what she did is took two different colors of dk weight yarn they're dk weight two different colors from dragonfly and knit one where the majority of the mitt was in one color with the contrast color in the falling stars and then did the root of the other mitt. So it's really cute. One is blue with like light gray falling stars and cuff and edging. And the other one's the reverse. So it's really cute. And I just think that these would be great for dog walking, regular (laughs) walking when you're out there and it's chilly, they would be really nice little mitts to wear. So I haven't been super enamored with, accessories lately have been very sweater focused but these are just so cute that who knows i might actually knit them soon i have lots of dk in my stash lots of scraps of dk in my stash that i could use for the stars and the pattern's only three dollars so nice yeah super cute those are the falling star fingerless mitts by owl croft designs okay we would like to thank candy skein for sponsoring us this episode and this month candy skein is an artisan yarn and craft company that carries a wide variety of delectable yarns for today's knitters, with three exclusive bases and dozens of beautiful colorways to choose from. You'll be hard pressed to resist these woolen treats. Give your next project a dose of pure imagination with their brand new golden ticket goodies colorways like Beauregard Bubblegum, Everlasting Gobstopper, and Oompa Loompa Lolly. Jump on the glass elevator and grab some today. If you're going to be in the Pacific Northwest, be sure to stop by their brand new Candy Skein Yarn and Crafts Shop in Astoria, Oregon, where you can see every Candy Skein colorway up close and in person. Their shop also carries all of their handmade stitch markers, enamel pins, and cross-stitch patterns, in addition to a wonderful assortment of indie dyers and local artisan fiber tools and accessories. 
For more information on their wonderful products, visit their website at www.candiesgain.com. During this month, they're offering Yarniax listeners 15% off their entire order by using the code I'm a Yarniac during checkout. Offer ends June 1st. And that's I am a Yarniac altogether as one word, 15% off. So go check out and shop if you think you might like some candy skein. It's a good deal. I may have been stalking her site. <laughs> I was too. I was too. I can't wait to see the new colors, and I'm going to have that song stuck in my head all day long now, Tammy. <laughs> Pure imagination. Yep. Very exciting. <laughs> all right. What have you been knitting? Okay. I have been knitting my magical thinking, which is the pullover. Cowl, not a shawl. By <laughs> not a poncho. Cow, not a poncho, I mean. <laughs> pullover shawl by Casapinka. This pullover shawl is really fun to knit. You go round and round, and there's different stitch patterns, and I'm using three different colors of yarn, and it was terribly fun to put the colors together, and it's been fun to knit, and I'm looking forward to wearing this one. I love the design. And I'm using three colors of Dragonfly Fibers Pixie. And just can't wait to wear this one. (laughs) Soon, right? Hopefully soon. I've been working on two other things that have taken me away from that. The second of which, or the second thing that I'm working on, is my Derecho Top by Allison Green. I recently stocked this one because I tried one on at the knockers retreat and I ended up buying the yarn that's called for in the pattern the Barocco yarn because it's unusual and I wasn't sure about subbing the yarn in the yarn description they call it a DK weight yarn and the pattern I think it's knit at six stitches to the inch but the Barocco remix light yarn that it calls for is 432 yards to 100 grams. I would think that was fingering. So it's like a fingering weight yarn, exactly. But it's definitely, when you look at it, it definitely looks a little bit bigger than a fingering weight yarn, and it certainly knits up that way. It's just a very unusual fiber composition and it's it's really airy it's very soft and it's airy it's one of those yarns i think i mentioned before that just has a little bit of everything thrown in except for wool it has nylon cotton acrylic silk and linen so it's also what i think of as a good blend to wear for summer which was the other reason why i wanted to give it a try because i'm always in the market for a good summer yarn, something that I can wear. And it's all 100% recycled fibers. That's true. Which I thought was Which is very interesting. Yeah. So that's the Remix Light. And so far I'm enjoying knitting with it. I've knit the top. It's a top-down top. It's a a very basic t-shirt. And I've already knit it 
down, I brought, knit down one skein down the body and finished off the sleeves. And I have a second skein to finish off the body. And I'll probably, I probably won't even need the entire second skein to finish off the body. And I wanted to comment that it's much, much softer than it looks. So just sitting here looking at the cake, it doesn't look like you'd reach out and touch it and it would be soft. It looks like it would have a more rustic feeling to it, but it's so incredibly soft and it's very light. Like this cake of yarn is so light feeling. Exactly. For that much yeah. yarn and the gauge that it knits up, it's, it's, it's definitely an unusual blend. I can't wait to try it. And you found this at a fairly local yarn store? Yeah. It was up by my parents' house. Yeah. So... I bought it there. And that is Derecho, a pattern by Allison Green. And the third thing that I am knitting, I can't even remember if I was stalking this last episode because it's a fairly new pattern. And it just happened to be one of those things that it worked out that I had something I wanted to knit it with and I needed to cast on something and so wait I until you hear it. what you used i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> so i purchased it it is a pattern a brand new pattern from tin can knits called love note and you may have seen this pattern if you have been on ravelry in the past week because it has consistently been in the top of the hot right now on the first page of the hot right now for at least a week it is a top-down sweater knit with a very lacy yoke. Yes, it is another circular yoke. And it tends to be a shorter sweater. They call it a cropped sweater. So the pattern, as written, has two lengths. One length they call cropped, and one length is just the longer length. And I am using a yarn that has been in my stash. Plaguing you. Plaguing me for a long, long time. It is the Madeline Tosh Dandelion Yarn. And I have had two skeins of this yarn, which only equals 650 yards. Why do I only have two skeins? I cannot decide. Part of me thinks that I must have bought a third. a third skein, and it has evaporated. But I have looked everywhere. It's and so I'm, weird. Yeah, and I really don't remember whether I bought two or three. Yeah, I can't remember either. I, I remember you buying it. I yeah. certainly don't remember how many skeins Yeah, and I originally purchased it to make a t-shirt top. So what I'm thinking is that somehow... Perhaps I mixed up the yardages and looked at the incorrect yardage. Like maybe I looked at the yardage in meters instead of yards. Or you know what easily could have happened. We bought this, at it, or Charlene bought it. I was with her <laughs> at a local yarn store. And they have labels on their cubbies yes. that are very difficult to determine which label applies to which yarn. That's true. So you could have easily could looked, have looked at, at, at the wrong labels one. yardage. Yeah. I could have. I can see that happening there very easily. Actually. I would like to think that I wouldn't have, but obviously something went awry. Mm-hmm. And I ended up with only two skeins 
of this yarn. And I've since, well, when I started this project, I looked at the Tosh dandelion on Ravelry, and then they have since discontinued this yarn. Yeah. And there, I think there weren't even any Ravelers who were selling this yarn. There were several Ravelers who had it in stash, but no one had it listed as for sale or trade. And there weren't, there weren't a lot of people with it in their stash. This particular colorway? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't even try to get more. It's just been sitting in stash and I keep thinking I'll I'll eventually find something. And so when I saw the very little amount of yardage required for Love Note, I immediately wanted to cast it on. Now, Love Note is a pattern where you take a fingering weight yarn and you are knitting it at a very large gauge. So you're you're getting a very open fabric and the samples are knit with a strand of fingering and a strand of mohair. So the mohair works as filler and fills in with fluff, sort (laughs) of, (laughs) that the gappiness, so your fabric with the mohair does not look so open as it would without. Now, I did not have mohair, and I just wanted something that I could wear in the summertime. So I went ahead and I just used my dandelion. Now the dandelion yarn has a little bit of linen in it and it has a little bit of a halo to it. So for me, it's fine. I have in my head the idea that I would like to knit this sweater again with a mohair because I I do still have that picture in my head of having that light fluffy sweater like Mm -hmm. Gail's ranunculus which I just love because (laughs) it's so light as air and fluffy so I may do that with the yarn that I'm attempting to unravel in my hands right now which is another story (laughs) (laughs) I'm somewhat unraveling a sweater as we record but this is Love Note, again, by Tin Can Knits. So those are the things I am working on. What are you working on? I am working on a new project in my hands right now. I needed something that was in the round stockinette, no thought required for hockey playoff games and other <laughs> things like meetings. We had a big, long meeting that started at 5 a.m. for me last Friday oh morning, God. and I needed something that I could knit hands under where my video recorder was, so you couldn't even tell I was knitting. It worked out flawlessly. Yay! So I cast on a project called Fiddly Bits. It is a cowl by the designer Jana Piota, and it's a free pattern on Ravelry, and many of our friends have knit this more than once. It is a scrap project. So The idea is to make yourself a magic cake ball. And if you haven't heard that, it is when you take scraps of yarn, all of the same weight, and you join them together in a ball. Basically, you do what is called the magic knot, which I think is also a double square knot. And I think you had a name for it this weekend, too, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's I can't remember when I first learned it. It was described as a fishing knot 
Which it probably is used in fishing. Yeah, but I don't know the official knot name. (laughs) So the idea is you use a knot that does not come untied. And I don't like using knots in my knitting, so I'm not super duper in love with that whole idea and the way it's knitting when you get to that join where it's knotted together. However, it is the most relaxing project ever. <laughs> and let me go back to the and magic And it's really ball. cool Isn't looking it pretty? too. Yeah. So yeah, the magic ball, you though. can take scraps anywhere from six inches if you are saving those up to as many yards as you want. And then you tie them together and the cowl itself, I think you cast on 96 stitches provisionally. You knit as long as you want and then you join, you do a kitchener to join it together. And I believe in the pattern it says you know, to make your ball about 100 grams, so the equivalent of roughly a 400 to 450-yard ball of fingering weight. But I did 200 yard or 200 grams because I'm just crazy that way. Once <laughs> our friend Carol, But then you'll have enough for two. Well, no, I'm going to make a double wrap. Oh, okay. So our friend Carol, when she was telling me about her fiddly bits, I looked at her like she was crazy. And I said, <laughs> why would you ever want to make a magic ball? That sounds horrible to me. It sounds like it would be a miserable thing to do. Well, that day I went home and I grabbed all the scraps left over from my square blanket that I'm making, my sock memories or whatever yes, it's called. Yes. And I had a lot of leftovers because those little squares don't use very much right. yarn. So I had all this lo- leftover yarn. And I was like, hmm, okay, let me see. And I put it all out and I thought, well, it would be really pretty if I kind of went from one color family to another and kind of did a somewhat ombre. Meandered back and forth between color families. Exactly. So I had a lot of fun making this magic cake ball, which is funny since I told Carol she was crazy. And I think I've knit probably about a third of it so far. And it's just a really, really fun project because you're using up scraps. It has that addictive quality where you just want to keep knitting until you get to the next scrap so that you can see how that works together. Let me see your your ball of yarn itself. So <clears throat> I'm getting to the turquoise oh, and the blues. Fun. Even the ball looks fun because the way she's hand wound it. You can Magic kind of see some style. colors between and peeking out. So Yeah, it's and fun. it's super fun. It started with some pinks. It went into some speckles. Then it went into some colors that did things I didn't expect. And then <laughs> into more tonal blues and then purples and then grays and some more speckles. And now I'm in purples again. It's just really, really fun. I highly recommend this project. And we'll see when it's done how long it is. But it's going to be a pretty... Wrappable big cow. cow. Yeah. Yes. And all in fingering weight yarn. That's the weight that I used for my scraps. And I'm just loving it. So that's Fiddly Bits by Jana Pihota. And I'm still working on Cleo. I have finished the body and I'm almost done with the first sleeve. Now that the first sleeve is done, I know the second sleeve will go even faster because right. now you know what to do. Yes, exactly. You and, don't have to stop and try it on and measure it. <laughs> exactly. And there's a lot going on with the sleeve because it has a cable pattern down the center and textured stitch everywhere else. And then there's a cool decrease technique that Elizabeth has built into it. And then you go from the cable to just the texture at a certain point, and I've just passed that point, so now I'm not doing the cable stitch anymore, so I know the last five inches will go zoop, 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 and I'll be done with the sleeve probably tonight. So Cleo, still on the needles, loving it. Hopefully it will be an FO by the next episode. And I also dismantled a sweater 
this last week. So I followed Charlene's lead on her 5200K sweater mm-hmm. by Subi Samoa, which I had also knit. And last time we were talking about it, I said, I can't just give that sweater away yeah. because it's the first yarn I ever bought from Kim and Heather of and Western Sky Knits. And it's a beautiful, totally me turquoise. Mm-hmm. So last weekend, or Mother's Day weekend, I did a bunch of stuff in my closet to do with my hand knits. And I pulled out some sweaters that I wanted to take apart and use the yarn again, which is very unlike me. <laughs> but there were some that the yarn was just too precious to give away. Yeah. So I pulled out my 5200K so first. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I feel so good about it. It's crazy. I really feel like, holy smoke, that was such a fun thing to do. I can't believe I've been resistant to it all these years. <laughs> some of my sweaters that I might want to rip out, they're just so cute that I'd love to see someone else wear yeah. them instead yeah, of taking them out. But... The 5200K, it actually pulled apart rather easily, and I didn't even wash the yarn. I basically just rolled it into balls because soft blanks are... And you just pulled it up to the underarms, just like you did. Yeah. So I unraveled it from the bottom up to the underarms. Yeah. So that's easy. It's super easy. the easy part left. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, there's a lot of knitting left to go, but the sleeves are done. in the round. Yeah. The raglan shaping's done. It's just in the round A-line shaping, and that's it. So I didn't wash the yarn. I don't care if it's top ramen yarn because just like a soft blank, people use that all the time and they it works fine. And I have it back on the needles. Keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for keeping it keeping real. Keeping it real. <laughs> so I'm ready to just zoom, zoom in the round and turn it into a confetti because cool. basically it's a confetti without stripes. Right. So just like you did, Charlie. Exactly. So slightly sh- different top, but it's. The same Radlin shaping. Very, very similar top even. It just doesn't have stripes, basically. It's one of the only differences. Mine was more, was wider. It was more of a, not quite a boat neck, maybe a ballet neck, as compared to a regular crew neck. Yeah, Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say the same about mine too, come to think of it. But I'm, it's back on the needles already. I mean, there's a needle in place. All I need to do is start knitting. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and I told myself that I would start it before I started Fiddly Bits. But then I thought, <laughs> you should really finish Cleo before you start another sweater. Yeah. So I'm going to finish Cleo before I do that. And I also swatched for the Soldatna crop. That's right. So Charlene got to see my swatch before I ripped it out. And I'll be casting that on soon, too. It's not official knitting yet, but... It's close because it's been swatched. The yarns, the patterns, the needles, all the things are in the project bag, ready to go. Cool. So I've been sent to finish Cleo so I can start two new sweaters. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I have been knitting. And I know you have some exciting finishes. I do. I have two things that I have finished. One of them has been on the needles for months and months. Let's see. I actually started this at the end of December. So it has, it really has been on the needles for months and months. And that is my O'Keefe pullover top, a pattern by Bristol Ivy. And I am very excited to have this off the needles. It's a tunic length top with side panels that are in lace. It's raglan shaping sleeves. Yeah. Very cute. Looking at, holding it up, looking at it to figure out what else to say descriptive wise. It's A-line shaping. So it's going to be perfect over anything. The yarn I used 
was not my favorite, which is interesting because it's a yarn that Gail really likes. Mm-hmm. It's the lace yarn from Wolmiza, Wolmiza, and that it comes in this gigantic skein of <laughs> 1,722 yards, which is 300 grams. So it's really gigantic skein. And when I was knitting it, the color that I have is a very dark gray. It felt, the yarn felt very flat. And the interesting thing is when I look at my garment, I can see a little bit of gradation in the color, which is making me happy because I was feeling that the yarn was very, very flat when I was working yeah, with it. Yeah, it's really not. There's, it goes from dark gray to dark taupey brown almost. Yeah. Yeah. Which really surprised me when you showed it to but me. But when, when you I got look here, at it on the skein, it, it just very looks gray. very flat. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really happy to have this off the needles, and I am really looking forward to wearing it, despite the fact that it took me so long to knit and I didn't love working with the yarn. It almost felt like cotton to me because it didn't have a lot of stretch, yeah. but it really is soft. And this yarn has a huge fan base, Mm -hmm. so I know that I'm definitely in the minority with not enjoying it as much as others. But you're allowed your own opinion. Yeah, that's why there's so (laughs) many yarns out there. And let's see. I can't wait to see that on you. Oh, very. I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) The pattern is from a book called Knitting Outside the Box by Bristol Ivy, which is a really interesting book. I love Bristol Ivy's designs and patterns usually because often there is some kind of new skill that I learn or a new construction, a different way of knitting a garment, and I find that fascinating. This one, the new thing that I tried out, was something called Japanese short rows, which is interesting because it's only referred to in the book as JSM. I could never find a place in the book. Oh, yes, JSR. Sorry, I could never find a place in the book where it said JSR equals Japanese short rows. So I have to thank a raveler who put that in her helpful notes on her project. And, And she said the same thing, too. She said that, She couldn't find it anywhere in the book either because I was trying to figure out the stitch that was defined as JSR and I could not figure out from the written description how to do it. And then once I saw the Raveler's notes that it was a Japanese short row click, it made sense in my head because then I knew where I was trying to go, what we were trying to achieve with this odd technique where you put a safety pin between stitches and then pull it up the next row to create the wrap and you don't really actually create a wrap you just pull the stitch up so it was a really cool technique and the interesting thing now is that I can't find where my short rows are I can't wait to try that I really can't you you just don't see them at all. It's very, very clean compared so to cool. other short rows. And I think I'm going to be trying this technique again. So there you go. I learned something mm-hmm. from another Bristol Ivy pattern. So that is O'Keefe by Bristol Ivy. 
The second thing that I've finished is the perfect reversible watch cap. And I have to say, it really was close to perfect. This is just a fun, easy, ribbed, fingering weight watch cap type of thing. And I loved it. I loved knitting this. Fingering weight, and I made mine long enough so that the brim can fold up. Basic, it has pretty decreases at the top that you stay in ribbing to do with kind of like a six-pointed star. And it's a free pattern on Ravelry. It's not, well, the free the pattern is not hosted on Ravelry. There is a link to the designer's website where you can find the pattern. So I highly recommend that. It's called Perfect Reversible Watch Cap. And the designer is Nancy Elizabeth Monroe. And those are my finished items. How about you, Gail? What have you finished? I finished Like a Cloud. Yay! My sweater by Hohi Locatelli. And I did modify the pattern quite a bit. So instead of having an all-over texture, mine is just straight-up stockinette. And I actually made mine A-line. So Like a Cloud is a top-down, very, very simple to knit sweater. No thought required. Basically, once you join past the underarms, at that point, it just becomes back and forth, stockinette knitting, very simple. And I held two yarns together, which is what the pattern calls for. One was a Madeline Tosh lace called Cosmic Wonder Dust. The other is a mohair nylon blend in, I think it's called Close to the Moon, which is a dark gray. This was the combination that when we were at Stitches, I told Charlene that I was never going to use Cosmic Wonder Dust by itself because it was just too clown barfy for me. <laughs> and we were talking about how to tone it down. And the idea of holding it with mohair came up and Charlene said, oh my gosh, do it with gray. It will look amazing. And it's so pretty. <laughs> it came oh, out my so gosh, cool. It's so pretty. It came out so amazing because it really did. It just toned down that color. And it looks like a gray yarn. It, it does. It looks so like a gray different. speckled yarn. Yeah. Yeah. So, so different. It's beautiful. Turned I'm out lovely. so happy with it. And I'm so glad I did the A-line shaping the way I did. I was worried that I was going to be adding too much fabric and it's not. It's perfect. I used almost every last yard of the mohair lace and I still have probably about 400 yards of the Madeline Tosh lace because I started out with a lot more of that. I think I had 1,800 and something mm -hmm. yards of that and something like 1500 yards of the mohair lace, but love it. It hits me about mid thigh and it is open front, but because it's a line, it's not the, like a cloud, the way it's written is much more open front as in you couldn't really pull it together necessarily. I mean, you could probably try, but mine, you could pull it together if you wanted to, mm -hmm. I could put a shawl pin and close it. I won't do that. I'm not going to put buttons on it or anything, but it's exactly the way I wanted it to be. So it's kind of tight on my shoulders. So it's not going to slip and slide anywhere. And it just grows with the shape of my body. I'm, I love it. Yay. I would have been wearing it today, but because of the silly rain we're having, and I have not <laughs> been able to block it because every time you think, oh, look, there's some sun. By the time I would block or get it wet, it would be raining. It's pouring by the time. rain. Yeah, and it would ridiculous. be pouring. These showers that don't last very long, but absolutely boring. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> so that's Like a Cloud by Hohi Locatelli, and I absolutely love the finished object. Yay. I'm super, super happy with it. Awesome. So, drum roll, please. Yay. It is time 
for an annual event. I don't know how many years we've done this. At I should have counted. At least. Welcome to the Colors of Fall 2019 Knit along kickoff. <laughs> Knit along, crochet along, spin along, all crafts are welcome. Here. Yes, that's true. And this was an event that we started several years ago because of our love of color and our fascination with the Pantone palettes. Pantone is a color matching system used in printing, and every year they, as self described color experts, release a palette for fashion designers that they believe is going to be the popular color palette for the season, upcoming season, fall, winter specifically. And the palette is released in, I think it was released in March this year. And it has certain colors and what we ask for our listeners is that you knit, spin, crochet, weave something that is inclusive of one of the colors from the palette. And there are multiple palettes to choose from. There are both London and New York palettes, Mm -hmm. and we have them both for fall and for spring. So depending on where you are in the world, you may be preparing for spring instead yeah, of for fall. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So even, it, I don't care where you live in the world. We don't care. You can pick colors <laughs> from any of it. I'm picking from the spring palette for my fall wardrobe. And oh, okay. I don't care. Okay. So it doesn't matter. And we Yes, the, the key here is inclusivity. Yes. We want you to be able to participate with something that you can hopefully find in your stash. Yep. <laughs> and you can knit or craft any pattern you want, or spin any yarn you want. The only catch for this one is that we want to see your finished object styled into a fall look. So if you were spinning, what you might do is put together some kind of collage, mood board, something that shows how you would use that yarn Mm -hmm. in a fall outfit. Like I would knit this type of garment to style it with these types of clothes. So part of the reason we love this knit along so much is because to be eligible to win a prize, we want to see a picture of your fall look that includes your finished object. So everybody gets to see different styling ideas from different people. And it's just a really, really fun knit along. I was catching up on messages in the planning thread, which has already started in our group on Ravelry. In fact, Gail and I were originally planning this episode to be a nut further down the line, well, closer to the actual start off date. Start date. <laughs> but because people have already started chatting and, and being excited about yeah. it, we thought we should get the information out there for other listeners who haven't done this before. Yeah, so several of you who have been listeners for a long time, this is your favorite knit along of the entire it's year. It's my favorite knit along. And one of the reasons what I had started to say was that I had just responded to a message where I can't even remember what the original post was about, but it was me explaining that this, the reason this is one of my, well, it is my favorite knit along 
is because I love seeing the finished looks. Yeah. The finished looks are my favorite because you get to see how real people wear their knitwear, their accessories, how how real people do it, not people walking down the runway. Yes. Because people walking down the runway obviously are not you and me. They're not that's not how we're going to dress. But chances are another knitter is going to dress the way I dress. And that's what I find. And I love seeing the finished looks. <laughs> I and love seeing everybody's accessories and just what they've made. It's so fun. I love the finished looks so much that actually the outfit I'm wearing right now <laughs> is a copy of someone. And I'm sorry, I can't remember your name off the top of my head. But she knit herself a throwback. I think she was one of the oh. testers. And she wore it, wore it over a printed dress. Oh. And it was so darn cute. Cool. And that's exactly what I'm wearing <laughs> right now because of that post. That's awesome. the sole reason I thought to do this. That's awesome. So we really do enjoy all the FOs and the styling options. Very awesome. And let me actually state the dates now before oh, we forget. Yes. So we're talking about it now for everybody who, who is planning, swatching, all of those things. The actual start date is the summer solstice, which is Friday, June 21st. You can kick off on that date wherever you are in the world. And then find date where you need to be finished with the picture in the FO thread is the fall equinox, which is Monday, September 23rd. So I'll close the FO chat sometime that day. And you're looking at me, did you have a different date? Oh, no, I don't have a different date. I just wanted to mention that those dates, if you want to enter for a prize, if you just want to knit along and aren't planning on entering a prize, don't worry about the finished date because you'll always be able to show your looks even after the date. But if you want to enter into the knit along for a prize, then those are the dates to play along. The quote official dates. Yes. (laughs) So we, every time we're kicking this knit along off, we do a little research into what the upcoming fall fashions are predicted to be. So Charlene <laughs> and I both did our own independent research and came up with remarkably similar conclusions. That, wow, everything is disparate and out there and between designers and lists of what's coming for fall, we found very few similarities yeah (laughs) no matter what source you look at from harper's bazaar to vogue to whatever everybody had something a little bit different yeah the things that were consistent i thought were suits everybody's talking about wearing suits Mm -hmm. plaid is very hip right now utility coats which are basically just variations of coats with lots of pockets and things (laughs) and i also saw a lot of neon and pleats And I had very similar notes. I wrote two lines. I saw suits, neon, metallics, lace, and long coats. Yep. And two things that I did see. Well, I just mentioned lace. The other thing that I did see a lot of that wasn't actually mentioned as a trend, it was just me seeing it when I went from site to site to site. I also saw lots of embroidery. So you mentioned lace and embroidery and the most recent Vogue knitting magazine, I think right there on the front said something about embroidery on knitting is very popular right now. And that's maybe what gave me the idea that I thought 
that sweater that I was stocking perhaps had embroidery. So maybe that's, maybe I have been thinking about it. Yeah. 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 And strangely, one of the things that I did notice, so I looked at, you know, five or six or seven different websites to see what the trends were. And several of them flat out said there are no universal colors for fall. Interesting. They're very different. So the Pantone palettes, who knows where, yeah, the, where the, the, the connection out. really yeah, is between that exactly, and fashion. Exactly. But, and there was one thing completely non-knitting related that I saw that I thought was really, really cool. There were, you know how puffer jackets are so popular? Mm-hmm. There were puffer gowns. They oh. were really cool. Not that it was something I would ever wear, but after yeah. the Met Gala recently and yeah. the giant trains that some of the people had on yeah. their dresses to see these puffer gowns, these giant trains, was just really cool. So I just thought that was neat and something to mention. And then one thing, another thing that I just noticed myself, nobody mentioned these things as a trend. This was just me going from website to website, looking through pictures of fashion shows and what was being lauded as for fall, I saw lots of message t-shirts, mm-hmm. lots of political t-shirts, lots of messages using fashion for inclusivity, lots of attempts to create achievable looks for all price ranges, lots of ideas about sustainable and affordable fibers and a lot of exploration using gender fluidity and androgyny. There were lots of people walking down the runway that were genderless in a way because you couldn't really choose a gender. And then there was lots of crossover where there were purposefully looking males wearing skirts which was very cool (laughs) i thought it was cool anyway it was it was very neat cisgender dressing yes not as as much a thing as it always has been in the past which is just so cool i love that there's more acceptable crossover so it doesn't matter how you identify you can wear whatever you want to wear i think that is just the coolest thing ever yeah makes me very happy i do too and seeing the different body types out on the runway. So Charlene and I were talking about not seeing as much body shape inclusivity, but that's, I think, part of the fashion world in general. But seeing just the more androgynous looking people and how Mm -hmm. that's just becoming more accepted in addition to gender fluidity in the clothing itself. So I was really happy to see that across the different sites I looked at as well. It was yeah, and very again, heartening. It's not anything that we saw this listed anywhere as a trend. That's just what I noticed mm-hmm. going from site to site. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was very happy with that. So yeah, looks for fall. Get planning. Very exciting. <laughs> I don't have any idea what my looks for fall are going to be, but I do have two particular patterns and yarn. Okay. So Two things I stocked last episode, the May Pop hoodie by Susanna Winter, who has provided a coupon code for Yarniacs to use for a discount on the May Pop hoodie, which is in our coupons and discount thread in the Ravelry group. There is also a coupon code for 20% off all Ravelry patterns from Brixton Pearl. And you can, she has a link also in the coupons 
discounts and deals thread in our Ravelry group. She's offering 20% off. And I just wanted to mention that she has a really cute shawl with pom-poms. That was really cute. It's called Pop and Palms. And it has little pom-poms on the edges, in addition to being a very cute shawl on its own. So, so thank you very much to both of you. Yes, thank you for those discount co- codes. And for the Maypop hoodie, I'm going from the London palette, and I'm using the Merlot colorway, which is basically a beautiful burgundy. And I have a skein of Womai's Lace Garn in Petite Poison Number no. 5, which is a beautiful <laughs> burgundy. I'm so excited. I already wound up the skein and realized that, oh, no, I need to save this for Colors of Fall because it's a perfect <laughs> Colors of Fall match. And one thing we failed to mention, the Colors of Fall are all in the planning thread right now. Oh, yes. Robbie did a yes. great job of There's putting great swatches up there. Yeah. And there are also links out to the Pantone color palette so that you can see different uses of the colors. And it doesn't matter what color you choose. And we don't require precision. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) if you can squint and see one of the colors of fall or colors of spring in your yarn, you've got it. We're pretty inclusive. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm using my Merlot or my Petite Poisson number five as Merlot and the Maypop hoodie, although it wouldn't, I wouldn't normally consider it a fall garment because it's very light fingering weight. I'm using a heavy lace weight. It's a hoodie. It's a cardigan. It has a beautiful lace inset down the center back and it's, not it's not going to be a super warm garment because of the nature of the fabric but we get really really hot days in the fall here mm-hmm. and then cold evenings so for our fall it makes a lot of sense that's a perfect layering piece and yep. i'm looking forward to knitting that one as well yep. so maybe you'll knit it for colors of fall too i'm definitely thinking about it down if, a yarn yes and then the second one that i'd like to knit for colors of fall is let it fall how perfect is that? <laughs> By Matilda Cruz. And I stopped this the last episode as well. It's a pullover in sport weight. And it has an all over lace pattern in the front and the upper back of the sweater. And someone mentioned in the threads recently that they also saw people wearing it turned around. So it was all lace oh, in the back and half lace in the front. Oh, how fun. Yeah. So I would say I'm going to strategically knit the half or the side that's only half lace to make sure it stops above my bust. Mm-hmm. So if I choose to wear it turned around, yeah, it's not placed awkwardly. Cool. So Let It Fall is just a really pretty sweater. And I'm thinking of going with the New York Spring Palette, a colorway called Princess Blue. And I have a sweater quantity of Western Sky Knits in a colorway called Bright Blue, which is very, very similar. And Mine is a heavy fingering weight, so it's not a sport weight, but I'm sure I can get gauge with this yarn. So those are my two targets right now. One Merlot, one Princess Blue, and they're both sweaters that I really love and want to knit and want to wear. So then I'm just going to have to figure out how to style them into a fall look. So <laughs> Awesome. I haven't I gotten excited. far enough to pick yarn yet, but you will hear from me soon. Yeah, and she, like we said, we don't start until June 21st. So yeah, so we've got another month. A month away because it's May 21st today. So 
a month left to plan. And it's been very fun to check out the planning thread because so many of you are so excited already and you have all these plans already and the yarn and patterns already match. It's like, wow, you guys are really excited. It's so fun. Yeah. Thank you for your excitement. Thank thank you for joining along with us. Thank you for playing with color. (laughs) It's so fun. And thank you for giving us styling ideas. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And... Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.